Larson here with the brighter side and today I am not joined by the wonderful Amber Nelson she will not be here with me although if you stick around to the end of the episode you're gonna hear a special on the road from the woods Amber Nelson but I'll do you one more I'm bringing in the heat I'm calling in the righty Mr. Cena Gazdavi how you doing buddy Oh my God! Just visit. Happen to be visiting the same time Amber leaves me. It says I couldn't be more perfect. The Persian boy. Woo! Back in the saddle. Back in it. God damn! You're looking good. It feels good. I feel good. You are hairy, and I love it. Oh, the beard is in full force right now, dude. I had a giant beard four days ago. Yeah, what happened? I got. I just got. It was so gray. Did the beard tell you to shave? It was like, I know what it was. I did like a live show on Zoom. Yeah. And I just looked like a fucking woodsman. <laughs> I just looked like, just like, it's like, I can't see, but I got chairs, you know, type of guy. And <laughs> I've been reduced to doing party tricks where I hide joints in my beard now. Oh, my. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's I have pencils and fun. shit. Yeah. So oh, much yeah. fun. Oh, I, it's, it, always, it always did well in the writer's room. Well, my beard started off just as a political statement. As long as Donald Trump's in office, I'm going to have a beard so that everyone knows I'm from the Middle East and I don't, I don't like this guy. How's that going for you? Well, it, you're still in office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still in, I thought, you know, but now with the pandemic, now it's a playoff beard. So I'm not yeah. <laughs> it's still going. So Well, it seems like he's officially trying to lose on purpose. It so. seems like that. He's got to start making money again. The guy's got to be, you know, close to broke again. Oh, this has got to be murder on him. But, this you know, he's who knows the deals that he's made and, you know, who, who gives a shit? I'm not talking about Trump today. Not, we all no. got fucking Trump fatigue. Hell yeah. But I am going to talk about the government. Yeah. But before I get into that, I want to plug your fucking badass new cool show yeah. on the last podcast network, Fraudsters. Wow. Climbing to the top of the charts on Spotify. <laughs> Spotify exclusive. Wait, you guys got to number three last I saw? We, we were number two trending. And now they reset the trendings, I guess, because like we were right behind Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Now it's all different people up there now. Well, that's the thing with trends, you know, they they, they go away. Go. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's Joe Rogan. But exactly. So I mean, man, I I just want to be super clear to everyone how lucky and grateful I feel to be back in the family. Oh, you're not be- lucky. You work your fucking ass I off. <laughs> it's like you kidding me? It's not luck, Cena. I hate that shit. It's like. <laughs> But people say that NFL players are lucky. It's like, no, you try and work out that much. Well, you make get that your own, strong you, and fucking. It's like a ninety-hour-a-week job. You make your own luck. You know, I, I've been pitching shows for years. I've been at this since I was eighteen years old, doing stand-up and then yeah. and producing and then hosting and then radios and then just so happens the good our good lords here at LPN have a Spotify deal. They needed shows. We pitched last year and it took. 11 months for, to get an answer, but then they liked it and they want it. And, and I couldn't be more excited because the show is, is a net positive on society, right? Yes. We go after these fraudsters that are schemers and scammers and not just like the companies they represent, but the people behind them. And we find out why they are the way they are. How did they get there? And a lot of times we find out that they've been doing 
shit way before the thing that made them famous. Yeah. No, of course. You don't just start at the top. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just unless you're like a broadcaster, you know, you don't, you don't just become the pinnacle of what you do. Exactly. Like they, they, it's, it's shuffling and dealing their whole lives. There And there are so many. You know, it's like that thing that's saying that people's like when you buy a blue car, all you see are blue car. Man, all I see are fraud stories now. Yeah. Every single Dude, that place shit has I climbed look. since the pandemic has started. I'm getting multiple calls a day. My cousin got like I got this cryptic email from my cousin yesterday. It's like I have bronchitis. I can't talk. Please email me back immediately. I need money. I don't know what to do. And it's like my older, well-off cousin. Yeah. And so I'm just like, well, I don't think that's real. So I texted him like, "You feeling all right?" And he's like, "I got hacked." You know? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, man, this shit's going down hard right now it's happening everywhere i look exactly and i'm glad you brought that up because it's your wealthy cousin right or your yeah. wealthy family member or something like that we talk about it in the framing of uh financial people that take advantage of others that are vulnerable financially mm -hmm. and vulnerability can have a huge spectrum you don't have to be a poor person or an uneducated person to be vulnerable yeah. a wealthy guy can get hacked right my brother the surgeon of surgeons, right? He's a plastic and microsurgeon, got a robocall from AT&T a few years ago, and they said, please put in your passcode. And he, is probably, he was coming off like a 36-hour shift or whatever. This poor guy puts in his passcode. All of a sudden, for the next oh, <laughs> every year now, yeah. I get a call from him. He's like, it happened again. They got me. He oh. even went to LifeLock, and they said, uh, hey, uh, don't worry. Your information isn't in the dark web. And I was like, of course it's not in the dark web. It's in the regular web. <laughs> Everyone can get it. <laughs> Have you ever been hacked? Uh, I think so. Briefly, I got a call one time. I was actually, remember I used to do the Dean Street show? You helped produce yes. that for a little while. And uh, I got a call when I was about to go on stage there. And they were like, did you go to Forever 21 and spend $250? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I was like, mm, what'd they buy? <laughs> <laughs> but that was the only time. And luckily, you, know, you just go change your passwords. But it can happen to anybody, you know what I mean? Oh, it happens all the goddamn time, man. And it's like, and it, I look at this shit, and it's like, if these people spent half as much time... They spent the same amount of time doing legitimate work. They'd probably make the same money. Oh, my God. It's I mean, hard. It's a numbers game. They're doing it to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. They get a few, sell it, but grab some stuff, buy a few iPads. I mean, I, I confronted a package thief the other day. I mean, I'm all over the place. Where'd you confront the package Man, thief? Man, I should have done it, but I did it. Is it at, like, in, <laughs> in person? In my place. Yeah, in my place. Whoa. I saw it on the footage because uh, I'm on the condo board, and the guy on the condo board was like, I, I told him, I was like, package got stolen. Can I see the footage? I ran down. Was he it your package? Yeah. Oh, come on. He got fired up. He showed me the footage. I was like, this dude is still in the neighborhood. He was wearing flip-flops with socks, bright blue shorts, a purple shirt. He didn't live in the building, though. No, definitely not in the building. And I was like, he's so casual looking. I bet he's just going around just doing this. So I went out, and I started walking randomly in Brooklyn. Dude. Fucking, that's awesome. And I found him. Of course, and he you was did. in you his sleep. car. <laughs> he was in his car. And then when I was like, "Yo, man, give me back my package," he was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's in the driver's seat of his car right now. So right? he can just pull off. He can pull off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I come up from around on the passenger seat. You'll give me back my package, man. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "I got you and your bright 
blue shorts on video. He goes, oh, yeah? And then he floors it, gets to the other oncoming traffic, like a television show, yeah. and peels out of there, goes the wrong way down a one-way street, and speeds away. My heart's beating out did of my chest. Did you get his chest. license plate? Yeah, I took a picture of it before. Hell, yeah. yeah. Did you report it? I did report it. Fuck that motherfucker. But I'll tell you what, though, Eddie. Cosmo and I had to have a real conversation about whether or not we should call the police. Because in New York and Brooklyn at that time, I mean, it's so funny. The police station I called three weeks earlier, I was just at a protest at that precinct saying, defund the police. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're not saying no police exist exactly. at all. You're exactly. Saying, you're but saying don't keep giving them tanks. Exactly. The, the fucking NYPD has four submarines. Exactly. You, you, that, that defund the police. You know, like, <laughs> I, they don't need that much of an advantage when they need submarines. They don't need to be like the Avengers like support team. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, I brought this up on the show multiple times. The NYPD is as large as the entire Australian military. Is that right? Yes. Holy shit. So it's like fucking defund them a little bit. And they're global, man. They have a global network. So It's, it's a little crazy. And, and you know what you're doing? You're just calling. You're giving the license plate. It's going on record. When they pull that dude over and it's like, oh, you're suspected of this. And you're that. You know, yeah. So and it's, it's also, good. you live in an apartment building. You got to protect other people that are in there. You don't want the guy to be able he to. He ain't coming like, back to your building. Oh, man. No way, man. I fucking confronted. He was, I would say. Terrified of me. <laughs> I was in flip flops with my gold painted toes, and he was trembling in fear. Like, oh my god, this is a coke dealer. <laughs> coke dealer for sure. Last time I saw a man with gold painted toes, he had fucking guns in his grill. <laughs> Both. Cosmo and the cops were like, you're crazy. Why did you do that? I was like, I don't know. I just went full New York on this guy. You got to. Yeah. It's no, just, it's it's just like happened. No, no. You did a good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm very Thank proud you. of you're you. You're the first person to give me some positive affirmations. About I mean, you. but don't get hurt. I know. I know. You know he easily could have shot you. He but, if he, but if he's stealing packages, he doesn't have money for a gun. That's what I said. Like, That's exactly <laughs> what I said. He was in flip-flops with socks. The guy's not carrying a piece, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. And he's certainly not shooting it off, like, next, you know, in that neighborhood. Yeah, you know, and, like, Best Buy sent us new little keyboard things within, like, 12 hours. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's Best Buy's like, yeah, just take it. Don't talk to that guy. What's wrong with you? But, <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck were you doing over there? Sorry, Best Buy. <laughs> But yeah, so fraudsters, I'm so excited. We have 35 episodes. We did Miss Cleo in the Psychic Readers so Network. You've already up top. recorded all of them. No, God, no. It oh, is a okay. grind. I I am struggling. But it is like you and your stupid infotainment, <laughs> you idiot. Just go in and be positive. Just be nice. You that's, figured that's it out. That's what you're saying. I was like, oh, you know, I'd be better if I had this problem. You know? <laughs> exactly. You got a show. Dude, I'm over here ordering court documents from California's Riverside County Court. I'm over here on LexisNexis doing all kinds of stuff. I find it extremely fun and rewarding, but it is exhausting listen at the same to, time. Listen to Fraudsters with Cena and Justin Williams exclusive on, on Spotify. You try too hard. Thank so you. that show Thank will you. be a result of that. So you want to learn about bullshit motherfuckers <laughs> doing some bullshit ass shit, oh. trying to steal money from people who don't deserve it. You did a whole episode on Mrs. Cleo. I can't wait to check it out. Sorry I haven't already. No, it's fine. Yeah. But like, you know, and to be honest, I'm doing the same thing with my movie. 
Yeah. It's uh, how America killed my mother. I'm, I'm exposing the fucking bullshit and how everyone just like seems to want to prey on each other. And the easiest people to prey on are the people who are the most desperate and the weakest and are trying to find a way out of debt. Well, can I ask you something about that? Absolutely. So when you were doing that, who do you think were some of the people or maybe the how could you drill it down to some of the people that you find responsible? Well, in the movie, we concentrate mostly on banks, casinos, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the price of insulin and my father. But right. when it comes down to it. It was insurance companies. It was it was auto mechanics. It was check cashing stores. It was you know it was uh, fucking Coles. Uh, we did we they they were giving her credit lines when other people wouldn't give her I credit see. lines. You know it's the home shopping network. It's you know it, it's society in general. The norms that we've come up with that we have to like shower each other in presents. And if you can't and you're like my mom comes from we were we were well off when I was a kid. So if my mom can't give me 20 Christmas presents, she's going to be depressed. Yeah. You know, like, and it's that kind of shit. And it came to the point where she couldn't afford it. So now I'm giving her money and buying my own Christmas presents. Right. You know, and like, and it's all a bunch of shit I don't want or need. You know, and so it's like, it's a vicious circle. And then like your family members are, are, forced to lean off your other family members. And then when she dies and she's got no money in the goddamn bank, they all try to trick me into thinking I own the money. But the truth is, if the estate is a negative, you don't owe anyone shit. Wow. You can, and you get to keep whatever the insurance money is. And wow. so you don't. So if the estate's a negative, which my mom's was, and but she had like a $30,000 insurance policy, I was able to collect on that i was able to get that policy but that policy was supposed to be a sixty thousand dollar policy and my mom the last week of her life wasn't in the right state of mind she went to the hospital two times i didn't even know she kept it a secret and all this all this stuff and then during that when she was trying to like save money it crunched the numbers so she could afford insulin and uh and and blood sugar strips and stuff like that she lowered her uh, life insurance four days before she died cut it in half saved herself twenty dollars a month and it went from sixty thousand to thirty thousand she signed the papers not in her right state of mind four days before she died and they didn't give me the money so is there uh anyone that trying to prove that she wasn't in the right state of mind that she wasn't able to sign that so Dude, she didn't have it the would capacity? cost if i went and hired a bunch of lawyers right, to right. sue potential more than thirty thousand like, are you kidding me like it's like it's like oh, it's no way i'm coming out on top you know what it reminds me of is when people describe the 2008 financial collapse mm -hmm. i always ask people because that's one of the things i would love to do on fraudsters but the problem is you can't pinpoint one person the problem is you start talking about the financial collapse you're like well, it's the guys that lended to the people that shouldn't be. It's the, it's the big banks that came in and, and told the people you got to lend more. It's government that made bills that said everyone should own a house. Yeah. It's the uh, insurance companies that took all these risky assets on and said we'll insure them. It's the credit rating. It just keeps getting layered and layered and layered. It's everybody was fighting for that bottom line and didn't give a fuck how they got there. And if you can raise the end of the mo the money we get at the end of the year, I don't care how you do it. I don't care who you fuck over. You keep the our best customers. You keep them. Uh, you keep them taken care of, and then everyone else who we don't need, 
we'll just charge the fucking shit out of them until they ain't got no money left because that's the only way we're going to make money off of them is overdraft fees and uh, late fees and all this other stuff. If there was one thing that you could change from from what happened to your mother that yeah. would have made the most difference because it doesn't sound like one thing would have solved everything. But what is one thing that you think could have done the most to maybe mitigate all the damage that was done? Affordable insulin, affordable, affordable diabetic insulin. care. Yeah. I, you know, that would be probably number one. Um, uh, any kind of free mental health care. Yeah. It just wasn't an option. So she couldn't get that through Obamacare or she was on Medicare or Medicaid? We didn't have the money for it. It's, it doesn't matter. You could get it, but it's still like fucking $50 a visit. Right. You know, and it's just like that, you know, we couldn't afford that, you know, at that point. Right. You know, there was lots of things that like we got into a good place and then the job she had that was paying her 10, 20 an hour uh, was you know, working activities at a nursing home and they changed their insurance provider, which was good. always, always a great move for the people that are insured. Yeah. No, <laughs> everyone gets it was hosed. good for everybody except for my mother. Get out. It literally was fine for it. Like literally everyone in the company, but my mom was the only type one diabetic working there. And so it affected her because she had this um, machine. Now it wasn't an insulin pump. It was a blood sugar monitor. And basically, blood sugar monitor. What it does is it monitors your blood sugar. If it starts to be, if it starts to go too low, and you're gonna pass out, which is very, that's how you die. You know, if your blood sugar drops below 40, you're risking death. That used to happen to my mom five times a week, and so she was a brittle diabetic. And so this machine had her rocking. It would catch her before, and then she would just pop a little orange juice, and she was good. But what happened was when they changed. The insurance companies at her work and she had to go on to and she had to hop on to Medicare. She they said that you want to keep that machine. You owe us eight hundred dollars a flat. She's had this machine for well over a year. And before she didn't have to pay for the machine. It was covered by insurance. It was covered by her insurance. She she like pay. She did a down payment, you know, but if she wanted to keep the machine she already had. She had to give them eight hundred bucks. What were they going to come take it? Repo the fucking machine. They did. And so we had to give it back and we tried, we kept it for like an extra month and we're like, all right, well, they're going to keep like sending fucking letters and shit. It gets scary, you know, especially when you got nothing, yeah. you know, and like my mom used to always, my mom spent the last four years of her life scared that she was going to go to jail at any point because she didn't have enough money, right? you know? And so like, and so they would like, they would, they came, they took it and then my mom died because her sugar dropped when she was sleeping. And nothing woke her up. Yeah. And like less than a year later. And so that's what's going on. That's just like a small piece of it. And there's so much about that's insulin. All right. Sixteen thousand dollars a year to be a diabetic. That's how much it costs if you're on Medicare? Then, no, just like the average diabetic in America, yeah. Sixteen thousand dollars a year. Okay. My mom made thirty two thousand dollars a year. That does not add up. Yeah. And my mom, like, and like, say if you made 40 a year, like, and you're making that much money, you're almost considered middle class. Yeah. You are considered middle class. Yeah. And so you're not getting breaks by the government. You know, you're considered the same pool as someone who makes like $80,000. And that's a big difference when you're talking about those like numbers that low to the bottom. And so 
when you're looking at that kind of shit, it just doesn't make any sense. Some diabetics are spending up to $1,500 a month, $1,200 a month. It's not and like a lot of people they got it under control. A lot of people got under control. They got a good insurance. They got a low, uh, a low deductible and right. they're able to, you know, live. And you know what a lot of these people do? They either fucking sell the shit on the black market or there's all these like really there's like these chat rooms and like Facebook groups and Reddit threads where it's just like I get extra insulin because I have good so anyone needs and they like they they like go and meet people in shopping centers and do like drug deals and like a lot of people do it most people do it for free from what do I my from so they're my, not necessarily marking it up and stuff like that no it's they're a, like, like helping a, to like people it's a community live. It's yeah a community of yeah. like like giving you their expired insulin the I, I was watching a vice report a woman looking at the three insulin bottles she has left and they all have different people's names on them you know because they're and they're all expired because that's like the only chance like she has to afford it because she's working at some fucking bullshit ass job like my mom was so you said that the biggest thing that would have helped your mom was the cost of insulin, if that was cheaper, or, or rather the, yes. the treatment that she would get, right? Yeah, for so, sure. So does that mean then that you would support a Medicare for all kind of system across the board for everybody? Of course. We all deserve. Why the fuck are we living in what we call the best country in the world if we can't get goddamn medicine and taken care of? Yeah. There's a problem. When, if you live in Los Angeles and you want to get cheap insulin, you're going to Tijuana. That's a problem. Right. Look at this. I got some numbers here for that. There's a lot of this shit going on. People going to Tijuana. It's called medical tourism. It is a real thing. It's kind of like Dallas Buyers Club. But a lot of Californians and travel to Mexico to get their insulin. And when they're talking to these, these, uh, far, these pharmacies in Tijuana, they're thriving because off of how poor Americans are they're like making they're like becoming millionaires because we're going there to get our fucking medicine and good for them thank God thank God they're helping us they're, they're helping us more than our own government is there's all right so there's a pen there's like a diabetic pen uh it's um Humalog. It's the most popular. Uh, it injects insulin. insulin. It's a, so there's a, it's a pen. And if you go get the pen in Tijuana uh, recently, this was how it was. It was $17 for the pen. If you want it in America, it was 115 Sweet Jesus. After a good-ass copay, it's 37 oh. So even after a great copay, it's more than double the price that they just pay for it in Mexico. When they're walking up, just any old Joe walking up and saying I need insulin. So that's like what we're up against. And they're getting it from the same people. It's the same medicine. It just has Spanish written on it. Right. You know, like but like they're getting it from the same human beings and it's there's um there's three companies. You you've probably heard of them. I never heard of them before that basically make all of the insulin in the United States. It's Eli Lilly. Yep. Novo Nordisk. Yep. And Sanofi Aventis. Yep. They, and they make 90% of the insulin in the world. I know all of them, yeah. But they, yeah, and they are, they basically, they, the three of them work, they, they don't work together, but they work together. Right. You know, like. They, There's a, it's a soft cartel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, because what will happen is one of them will jack up the price 
And then the other two was like, oh, shit, they're selling it still. So they jack up the price, and now all three are up. And that's the kind of shit we're dealing with. And then insurance companies have to come in and subsidize that price for their patients, and then their premiums go up, and then they'll still say to their patients that are the insured, they'll say, hey, listen, it's not us that's the problem. Yeah. The pharmaceutical company that we're getting the drugs for you it's through. It's crossing 10 hands before it comes from the company that makes it and it gets to the but person I, who uses let it. Let me ask you this question because it's a very common question. What about how do you price in the billions of dollars that these big companies spend to develop the insulin? It still is less. It still is less. If it costs, uh, what you would call it, a box of pens. It costs $120 for Eli Lilly. It's being sold for $540. Right. I mean, that's a huge markup. And that's like, that's Eli, that's Eli Lilly's numbers. Yeah. Those are from them. That's from, that's what they're telling us. And so that is the, I mean, I understand you need to make, people deserve to make money. Oh, yeah. I'm no, a, uh, I yeah. guess like the devil's advocate, just like the, the insidious devil's advocate. No, please. No, I, I love Is it. what I'm trying to get at. And this is what like, uh, upsets me about the argument, right, or about this issue, is that the pharmaceutical companies will constantly say, hey, we made that insulin. We are the three insulin providers for the world, basically. A lot of healthcare and stuff and all the medicines that go out to the world get approved by our FDA, and the approval of the FDA gets basically is the stamp of approval for almost every other country in the world. Yeah. And the way they get there is they spend billions of dollars on research and development to make that drug. Absolutely. So the question is, how much are we, the patients or the um, you know beneficiaries of being Americans, supposed to get from those companies investing all of that and and getting the uh, and and they're investing all of that money into those drugs. How much should we as Americans be charged and and help those companies uh, offset that cost? The government should ha- step in and do it with them. As far as I'm concerned, that's this what is I would for the be- well. it's the fucking exactly. it's the benefit of us. It's the benefit of the human race. You know, the, I, I can't remember his name, but the guy who made the polio vaccine. Yeah, he fucking told everyone the Isn't recipe. Frank Frank Polio? No, probably. <laughs> Most likely, it's probably. But, <laughs> But uh, but the uh, he just told everyone the recipe. He says because it belongs to the world. It doesn't belong to me. I don't want the world to have polio. And this kind of goes back to I, I I really liked Andrew Yang in the uh, presidential campaign mm-hmm. when he came out with the uh, America dividend, which is basically u- universal basic income. Yeah. And I think UBI would have helped your mother a lot. I, I don't know if it would have offset all the costs for her. It sounds like it, it would have maybe helped just a little bit. Anything, but man. anything would have helped. But I think. That what I hear in that, right, and, and I think there's a bigger conversation because when we do talk about Medicare for All, we should be talking about universal basic income in the same kind of conversation because we are giving something to citizens. Because of the prosperity of this country, the citizens within it, especially those less fortunate, should benefit from that yes. the most. I mean, we're benefiting from it. We're sitting in a really cool studio right now. We're able to benefit from all of these wonderful things. But people that are less fortunate, especially people that are maybe indigenous or BIPOC, right, or that 
Illegal. I, it, Fucking people living on the street, homeless. They got no chance. A country should be judged by how we deal with their least fortunate, right? Not how we deal with the most wealthy. Also, don't brag that you take care of the least fortunate when you know for a fact that you don't. Yeah, we absolutely do not. We leave them behind. And that gap is just growing. Any type. I do a lot of uh, work for... Uh, like videos and stuff for corporations and investment yeah. firms. And one of the things I've learned, and they tell it to me when we do the work, they're like, yeah, the wealth gap is growing. Unless something changes, it's just going to keep growing. I mean, the whole fucking thing is broken. Yeah. Everything's wrong. It's, it, but, it's clearly wrong. But Eddie, here's what's crazy. They don't think it's broken. Well, of course this, they don't. Because they, they've got six houses. Exactly. They're like, this shit's working just fine. Oh, I got a, I was fired and I got $90 million. You know, that's what happens to these motherfuckers. I mean, look at the financial collapse. Did anyone go to prison? No. Did anyone even get like a slap on the wrist? No. What did the government do? They went after small mortgage lenders or anyone that... that if, you went, if you made $100,000 or exactly. something, you were fucked. You were fucked. But, but, like, if you were the leader of Bank of America, you got a trillion dollars. And I talked about this on Fraudsters. The guys from the Psychic Readers Network made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And all they had to do was pay a $50,000 fine uh, in Missouri. That's it. Well, Don't, that's the thing. It costs money. It's it's worth it to get fined. Yeah. You build it into your budget. If you're going to do a crime, don't do petty crime. It's not worth it. No. If you're going to go steal something... Steal the whole building. Don't yes. just burglar one apartment. Take the whole apartment complex. I knew a kid who who I uh, went to high school with, and he was a he was a petty thief in, in high school. And then I, I later find out that he tried to embezzle three million dollars, and I was like, "Good for you! Good for you! Exactly! Good for you. Right. You, you stepped up your game, kid." Yes. Yes, I mean he doesn't live in America anymore because of it. But, the <laughs> but I tell you what, he probably—I tell you what—part of that three million probably left with him when he left the country. You uh, know? Well, no, he went. He got. I think he got. Uh, he went to jail and then deported. Okay, got his. it, got it. Yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this, this is the, and we kind of even can go back all the way to the narrative that we're sold in America that this is all you have to do is work hard and America will take care of you. There is a safety net for you. There is no safety net no. for you. The best you can do is go give them a bad fucking social security number at the emergency room. The the biggest issue <laughs> the biggest issue I find with healthcare and the reason I, I would want a Medicare for all system is the incentives right now for all of these companies and you know this insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies is the bottom line, is their profit. They have to. They are legally obligated to maximize shareholder profit. If they don't, if they decided, hey, we need to start saving lives more than making money, all the people that have invested in those companies will sue them. Yeah. And so you hear people like Elizabeth Warren, actually, and there's other people that actually want to shift the corporate charters across the country and say that that the way that you are, um, the relationship that investors have with companies has to change. There has to be a citizenship component there. Yeah. And so that gets you a little bit of the way, but there's a lot of leftists that I know that are listening right now that are saying that that's just, that is just not going to be enough. Well, obviously it's not going to be enough. And there's a lot of these cases happen where, uh, like, uh, for example, uh, not Eli, not Eli Lilly, but uh, one of the other companies. I think uh, 
uh, Sonify Aventus. Sanofi Aventus. These yeah. Fucking names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid yeah. ass. It's like it, they're running the world. We never even fucking heard of any of these people. Oh God, yeah. So they offered an insulin that was fifty uh, percent cheaper. Ooh. They were like fifty percent cheaper from where it's at now, and it's just like it's not two for one insulin and hooligans. It's really, <laughs> but the thing is with that, it didn't pass because everyone who wanted it said it's not enough. Because it's gone up a thousand percent since 1996, and so like so it doesn't matter. Like all right, for Humalog, all right, on average in 2008 it cost 147 dollars a month. All right, in 2013, uh, 295 dollars a month. 2017, 530 dollars a month for the same fucking thing, and like that markup at that rate is unbelievable, and it's not fair. Our, our dollar is not increasing that much. Don't give me the inflation bullshit, uh, yeah. you know, like all that. Like, you, they're clearly taking advantage of people with this disease. And you know what? And you know why? Because it's not like other things where there's alternatives and generics. You have to take this shit. Exactly. You know, you, diabetics don't take insulin. They die tomorrow. Yeah. Literally. They got hours to live. And so it's just like they got to... They got you by the balls. This is why healthcare should just be taken off the table from capitalism. And other countries have done it, and they they're fine. You why still do have... we have a police department if there's no healthcare? It's a public service. Yeah, like it's just the same fucking thing in my mind. You know, like why is there public school but no public health here? Why do we allow the fire department but no like free medical care? It doesn't like it's the same concept to me. Yeah, it, it, and it should, and I think it's becoming more and more of an issue. You know, the one. One of these stories about uh, a biotech company, Gilead, Gilead Science. Have you heard of this one? No. There's a, <laughs> there's a great there's a great story. I can't remember who did it, but it was a very emotional uh, podcast episode where they basically talked about uh, these scientists that were studying to try to cure AIDS, and they were spending years on how to cure AIDS. Right. Yeah. Gilead Science has has cured it. Has basically it doesn't eradicate it, but it stops it. Is it having tracks. sex upside down? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> it's through the ear canal. <laughs> Which my wife refuses still. It's very upsetting. So they cured AIDS. They basically cured AIDS. They stopped it in its tracks. I mean, it's still in you, but it, it stops it. It stops. It, uh, your T cells don't get all fucked up anymore, right? Okay. Great. I don't know this, but that's great. That's great. You're right. You stopped. You, you, you did it. How much is it? It's super expensive. You can't afford it. No one can afford it. It's so fucking expensive that none of the people that have AIDS can actually afford to go get it. And they, there was a huge protest about it and all these things, and they were like, oh, all right, we'll give you a little disc." But th- they are holding people's lives hostage. Could you imagine owning something that you don't need and you know that this thing will kill that person if they don't get it? And then you're like, you know what? You don't have enough money. I'm going to keep it. That's what's going on. That's that's the beautiful world of American capitalism. This it's, is why we 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 have a society. Too bad. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Sorry. It's, it's, it's fucking crazy. It, I would never in a million years do that to my worst enemy. Yeah. Like, I, I, would, I would never. It's insane. Yeah. Why? Like, it's just like an insulin. I'm like, it doesn't 
just it goes back to exactly what happened to your mother because it's not one person that is having to make that decision. It is a train of people, a the, a tra- a whole uh, tableau of yeah. different people that are having a little bit of greed here and there that add up to a person's life being lost. Yeah, and my mom's story is not her. She's not the only one. She's not atypical. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not weird. Yeah, it's not. It sounds crazy when I tell it to people, but like no. It probably happened to someone you know, but you don't know the details of their bullshit because we all keep our, our everything personal. Yeah. You know, my mom would never tell anyone this stuff because it's embarrassing. You know, they come, she comes from, you know, like a pride, like a, a lot of us have like pride that like, uh, it's like health inflicting pride that, you know, we think, you know, some people think they're weak if they get treatment or they do this shit. And it's just like, no, you know, it's, and so you, you don't get the help you need and you end up giving people stuff you need in order for to feign that you're comfortable, you know, or like pretend that your life is fine. And so you end up spending all this other money on other people when you should be spending it on yourself. It's like a weird state of mind. And then with diabetes, the problem with this disease and the way my mom had it, my mom had type one diabetic. She was a brittle diabetic, which means shit would fucking go off like that. What's the difference between one and two? Do you know? Uh, one is basically inherited, and two, like you ate too much sugar, you got diabetes. Got it. For the most part, got it. You know, like one's worse than two. If you're if you're if you're playing uh, craps diabetes, you want snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't understand it until you gave me a craps metaphor, which is my game of choice at the casino, but thank you. And and so, but like, after years of this, you develop, every time your sugar drops, it affects like the blood flow to your brain. So you slowly develop brain damage. And like, and every time, and it's like, not like you would notice it, you know, notice it once, but it's like more than a whippet. You know, and if this shit's happening multiple times a week for 37 years, 36 years, like that shit takes a toll on you. Because my mom was such a brittle diabetic and couldn't afford every the care that she needed, that it would happen to her more often than not. And she would pass out constantly and she would get in situations where she would have to like be so broke she's rationing her insulin and so she's a lot of people do this where it's a you take less than you need because you know that you're not going to make it through the month if you don't take less and so you're just subscribe to the fact that your blood sugars are going to run a little high either that or you're going to die on the 30th you know so it's 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 like that and or it's uh your deductible resets in january right and so you spend all of December trying to buy up insulin. But guess what also is December? It's fucking Christmas. It's New Year's. Everyone's partying. It's the most money's going everywhere. And you're not able to, you know, by the time you clear your deductible, you don't have, a, you don't have enough money. You've, you're so broke from it. You can't store up. And then it resets. You know, so it's a, it's a vicious fucking cycle for these people. And my mom is one of millions. So they're, they're rationing. Uh, their insulin, you know, they're taking less insulin they need to make it last longer, and they're facing the high de- deductibles that are killing people with shitty plans. And so it just they reach an impossible area to be in, and 
you know, and then you also talked about, you mentioned you wanted to talk about the food supply. Yeah, because when we talk about Medicare for all, we talk about Medicare, we talk about the healthcare system. Yeah. We got to talk about how healthy we are as a country. Well, it's impossible. It's so expensive to eat right. Well, it not only is it expensive to eat right, whatever you're eating, I mean, you're right. Like, if you wanted to get a $25 salad, you're going to have a very healthy salad. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. everything has so much sugar in it. Yeah. Everything has all of these things. And GMOs, I've read stuff on both sides of this thing that some GMOs that it's like overinflated, that some of the GMOs actually are fine. And I've also read that the GMOs are going to turn us into mutants. It's like I've read both sides of these. But in general, if you look at these places like the blue zones where people live the most uh, highest concentration of people that live over 100 years old. Yeah. They have a few things, right? They have quality health care, right? They have access to good fruits and vegetables and quality food. And the other thing is community. And they also mm-hmm. exercise a little bit. Nothing too strenuous, but they exercise Shuffleboard. a little yeah, Exactly. My thing is, if we want Medicare for all, we actually have to start going after the companies like the General Mills of the world and telling them you can't make it. Like, I listen, I love the Obamas, but when Mrs. Obama, when Michelle Obama... I talked about this like two weeks ago. On did show. you really? Go ahead, no, but g- give me your version because it's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> when Michelle Obama did like, all right, America, we're going to get healthy. Who did she partner with? Fucking Coca-Cola and General Mills. And McDonald's. And McDonald's. Right, McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you might as well be like, all right, drug-free America. I'd like to bring in my partners. Pablo Escobar. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> no, it's insane. <laughs> it's and it's like you're not gonna be able to saw. And like, look, people always complain in New York. You were still in New York when this happened. When they yeah. when Bloomberg wanted to do the soda ban. And mm-hmm. I remember you. I think you did not want the soda ban. I didn't, but now I know. I realize now I was wrong. Okay, well, at that time I was all about the soda ban. And I like a Dr. Pepper now and then. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You can still have a Dr. Pepper. You can still have a Dr. Pepper. You, you can just still don't, have a Dr. Pepper. You just shouldn't have 40 ounces. It's like this train. Just don't put a straw in a bucket of it. Exactly. You can even buy a bucket of it if it's got a lid. <laughs> I mean, we're at the point where people will empty out a paint can and put a straw in it and fill it up with, with pop or soda or whatever, you, whatever part of the country you're from. Or paint. Or paint. <laughs> Get off that. My thing is, we don't live in a community-based society. We live in an individualistic society. And when you have that, if you say, just like we have now where no one wants to wear a fucking mask and mm-hmm. they still want to do whatever they want. Tough nuts. <laughs> they're a real tough guy. Like, it's just insane. It's like, you encroach on mine. We have to start living a little bit together. That doesn't mean it's socialism, you fucking weirdos out there. It means we're trying to actually work together. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of people in this country. You're, I, we, I've talked about this before. My good buddy Benji Aflalo, uh taught me this, and I, I repeat it as often as I can just to burn it in everyone's head, is that there are people in this country who think we're all in it by ourselves, and there's people in this country who think we're all in this together. Yeah. And you know what? I could see how both of them can be right at times, yeah. but I am definitely a, we're in this together. I'm a community guy. It's, it's, I love being around people. I love taking care of people. I love feeding people. It makes me happy. Uh, I think loneliness, uh, just builds hate. I think it, you know, and so it, 
I think that it's so important to communicate and be a part of a community and take care of each other. And, you know, I think hopefully it'll get better. It has been getting better. They haven't raised the prices since 2017. Uh, there, there is active legislation being put into office. Uh, Trump signed something that's helping out actually, you know, and so like it is getting a little better, but it's not, it doesn't matter when you're scraping pennies together and you're $50,000 in debt and you're making less than that a year, you know? And so it doesn't, that doesn't help anything. And, um, but this is the brighter side. Yeah. And I found this really cool article. Um, my, uh, I've been, I, I, one of, one of uh, a doctor I know sent it to me cause, uh, he knows that I'm working on this type of stuff and he thought it was really cool. And so he sent it to me and I like it a lot. It was a great article. Um, it was, a, it was by Amy Martin and it's about this, uh, Tennessee representative named Jason Hodges. Uh, he recently proposed a bill that would, uh, cap insulin at a hundred, uh, dollars a month, mm. uh, which, you know, is still very expensive, you know, to add to your bills, but it's not a second mortgage. It's not $930. It's not $1,300, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a number we can work with, you know? And so my opinion free, but let's start somewhere. Yeah. You know, like we were talking about this earlier, you know, it's like, don't deny It's just like you, you, you shoot big and you take what you can get. And then, and then you, the media, as soon as you get it, you start fighting for more. You know, that's how that's the only way we're going to have to chip away at this thing. It's not like they need another billion dollars to create insulin 2.0. It's insulin. It's the same shit. Yeah, it's 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 the same recipe. You know, we're not you're done studying it. You've trust me. You've made your fucking money. Yeah, you you've you've made you've made it back. I know they have whatever money they put into research and production. It's the the machines and the factories. (laughs) It's fucking paid for. You know, everyone's fine. Um, But. And so he was saying the average price of insulin tripled from 2002 to 2013 and then doubled from that from 2012 to 2016. My mom died in 2016 because she Mm. couldn't afford proper medical care anymore, Mm. by the way. Um, Some diabetics spending up to $1,200 a month in insulin, uh, $16,000 a year being the cost of a diabetic. Hodges, who wrote the bill, this is kind of the non-brighter side part of this, but I... It's, it's a step in the right direction. And this needs to get more press, but it's obviously there's so much other shit going on that all this stuff doesn't even matter. Uh, but Hodges wrote the bill, and the day he was presenting the bill, a lobbyist from Eli Lilly, uh, one of the three companies that make uh, insulin, remember we talked about him earlier, gave him an amendment to his bill that was approved by his co-authors and which stated that insulin would would indeed be $100 if you were insured. The non-insured would have no limit. And so they're literally, it's they want to take the most from the people who have the least. The Affordable Care Act, all right? When that came into play and we all had to get insurance or get fined at the end of the year, I always took the fine and I didn't get insurance because I couldn't afford the fucking insurance because I was working, I was living in this area of 30 something thousand dollars a year where my insurance was 300 bucks and you know what? I'm healthy enough or I'm going to be fine. 
And so I didn't get it, and I rolled the dice. I didn't have insurance for 20 years. You know that, Cena? I do. I went 20 years without fucking health insurance. Right. I'm lucky. Yeah, you got me out of a goddamn jam. <laughs> and so, and, and so it's like I'm so lucky. I made it out alive, and now I'm insured. I'm taken care of. I mean, yeah. and I, I can't say it like, honestly, it is, it's like, I've only used it. I've lost so much money on my insurance. Right. I pay like two seventy five well, a month. You get them to give you the baths. You're not supposed to get a sponge bath until you're much older. Yeah. But I've gone to the doctor three times <laughs> in, in two years, two seventy five yeah. a month. Yeah. You know, like, I know. I've, 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 like I've lost money on this thing, yeah. but the assurance that I have. Yeah. Like I remember when our friend Jason signs fell for the roof. Oh yeah. I signed up for insurance the next day. Yeah. I was like. You never know what the fuck's going to happen to you. So make sure you got something. Uh, find any way to get Even it. Even the disaster stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like, it might not. And if, you, if you're if you sick, um, I'm very sorry. And there will be, I promise you, if we can just start working to get back to improving the Affordable Care Act instead of dismantling it, uh, it will help us. And I, I, I truly believe it. Uh, right now, I don't think it's enough personally but i think that if we keep improving on this that we already have then we'll have a chance that's my opinion what um, do you think would be a good way to get a cheaper uh medicine across the board for us like what would you what would be your like seen as like dream world uh to get everyone uh the medicine they need so i would i would uh publicly finance research and development for pharmaceutical companies which takes out that excuse and so America could get really into the R&D side of things. And so then America as a government would own those patents. It's kind of like what we did in the 80s with NASA. We owned a lot of these patents, but then Reagan came in and was like, no, we're going to sell all these things after we're not going to own them. But if we own all those patents, then America not only can sell them to other countries and get profit, but we can use the profits of that to then give people free health care here and cap the prices and keep them really low. Yeah. Be nice to each other, people. Oh. Just be nice to each other. Cena, I love you so much. Oh, it's so great to be here. I, my heart is warm and fuzzy. I wish Amber was here as well, but... Well, we're going to hear from her. I know we're going to hear from right her as well. now. <laughs> hello, hello. This is Amber Nelson coming to you live from Mississippi. Oh, yeah, baby. You know when Mississippi, because we got a hurricane coming through... And I was playing dominoes with my family out back. Mississippi life. And my mom's missing a tooth. So here we go. All we need is a pig somewhere. I feel like um, it's, it's Hurricane Sally. Hurricane Sally coming in. Oh, I don't know if you can hear the breeze. I used to know a girl named Sally, Sally Ann Miller. And she could queef through her jeans. And these are the kind of stories we're getting in the South. You know what I mean? Everybody says the South is boring, and maybe it is day to day, but all the stories are like, Hubert sat on a pig and put lipstick on it. Like, you know, whoever does that anywhere else. But it's very calming, very beautiful. The wind is blowing through my hair. It um, settles it down. It does feel like a calm before the storm situation. I do love it. I mean, I love it because I live in a city and I can come visit. Right now I'm sitting under some moss on some wrought iron. Incredibly beautiful. You know, you don't get that in LA. You can't sit down anywhere. Somebody will come and pee on you. But I do like the hustle and bustle of the city. You know, you want to go see a movie? You want to go to the Arclight? You want to go watch a jazz show? Can't do that here. 
I mean, you can go to New Orleans, but that's kind of a drive, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to get in and out of New Orleans, unless you live there. Oh, boy. But I went on a date. Mm. The date, the man was actually very nice. Uh, you can tell he is a businessman in the South. He sort of has his fingers kind of dipped in a lot of things, a lot of building and real estate and whatnot. Very nice. Not really the life for me, I would say. Um, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, he has a big house. You could be like, you could be a housewife, but that would be cool for like a week. And then I would just go and shoot a horse for fun. You know what I mean? You know me. I need something to do or else I'm going crazy. I'm looking at a phantom horse across the way. I don't know who owns it. And there isn't much of a fence or anything. It is very nice. It does feel like I'm hiding from the government out here. And you hear these phantom sounds. I do have a shield over the microphones. You can't quite hear some of the stuff. But sometimes you'll hear things and I'm like, is this a horror movie? And they're like, no, that's just dogs in the woods. <laughs> just some dogs in the woods. No big deal. Mm. Yeah, ten times more horrifying here than in a big city. Because you can't call... That's why people have guns here. You can't call the police. It'll take them an hour to get out here. There's no town. There's no town close to here. Maybe Poplarville, and that's kind of a drive. That my date the other night, he's like, man, that big city of Hattiesburg. <laughs> the big city of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He said it's too big for him. I mean, again, country life. I was raised in the country, but I don't know. I think I'll, I'll have to be like 80 when I go back to the country, just because city life will be too much then, but w just go walk around? Am I just doing that every day? Just walking through the swamps and the woods? I mean, that sounds fun, but I can't make money doing that. Can we hear it? Can we hear the hurricane wind blowing? Hurricane Sally. It is just back roads, not, some of them aren't even paved. You know, dogs in the woods. Some of these stories I tell people and they're like, what? They don't get it. They don't understand. They just live in a gated complex their whole life. And they always have the most opinions on Twitter. That's always an interesting little fun fact. <laughs> just the people with the most opinions. They're probably the people that have like traveled the less, the least. Anywho, I'm sitting in... It's called The Sitting Place. My mother's a very good gardener. I do not have a green thumb. I kill all the plants. Um, but she has a modular home, which is similar to a trailer. It's very small, but the way she designs it, I mean, it looks so expansive and beautiful. And like, why not have a smaller house and a bigger garden, you know? And why also have a lawn? Why not have gardens, like little pockets of gardens? She has a little uh, desert garden in the corner and little sitting place garden. Smaller house, bigger garden. That's the way to live. But the sitting place, this is where my mom and stepdad got married right here just a few years ago they got married and they found each other in their 70s so I mean it's never too late to find love you're never too old to be loved I've, I hear that all the time I'm too old to be loved I'm too old no I think you just shut your own brain off right there that's what you did it's like an improv scene where you said no mm. but they met they met each other in church and she prayed about it she was like how am I gonna meet my husband and she felt that it was going to be church, get off the dating sites, and okay. I mean, that is how people meet in the South. Not really so much in a city. 
What the fuck is on my leg? Ah, ah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. That was the biggest... <laughs> that was the biggest ant I've ever seen. Oh, no. It was red. I fucked it up. Damn, I'm glad it didn't bite me. That is a thing down here. You can't be too still. I mean... You do want to be still and sit with a sweet tea, but you're always moving. There's always a bug on you. And it's always the biggest bug you've ever seen. They just get bigger and bigger out here. They're voting now. These bugs are voting. They have a say. You know? They're like, more <laughs> more flies. We need more flies in town. I saw a spider. It was the size of my knuckle. And my mom was like, should we get rid of it? Should we kill it? And we were like, before I saw it, I was like... No, we didn't get rid of the other bugs. It's fine. Leave it alone. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, kill it. Kill it now. It's just something about spiders and snakes. And I know you're like, but it helps the environment. It helps the other bugs. It kills the other thing. Just kill it. Get it. Get it out of here. How about we don't have the other bugs also? And again, this is my city self-talking. I just want to be in an apartment, like in a sky rise, that's soulless and no garden. It is very calming just to sit. It's a very meditative place. I can definitely see saying, like, I want to meet my husband in church, and then it happens. Oh, the breeze, that hurricane breeze, baby. The best thing, uh, they have a hot tub underneath a, an awning, and I'm going to sit in that hot tub and feel that hurricane go by, baby. That's the thing about the South. You just get hurricanes all the time. So they're just kind of like no big deal after a while. Like, oh yeah, we got a category two. And I'm, you know, sort of newish in town. So I'm like, a two? Am I going to be able to fly out in a few days? Am I, am I, I'm a princess. And they're just like driving through it. They don't care. That's why Betty has big trucks out here. On my date, I did mention that I don't like driving. He was really interested in that. I find that a lot of men are just like, oh, you, you don't like to drive? <laughs> All right, little lady, don't like to drive. They're like, they love that for some reason. My ex did not like that. He's like, you're going to have to figure out how to drive one way or another. And I was like, no, I don't think I have to. <laughs> no. Another thing about living in the South and like, it's just, I was like, I was, so I was getting my recorder out to come record in the back. And I just remember so many of my girlfriends when we were younger or even myself, you know, you're getting ready to do something on your own. Like you're getting ready to write a poem or read a book or draw or like your own little personal thing. And it's always an older woman, you know, because older women are sort of like the eyes of the patriarchy, I guess. And they're just like, no, come over, set the table. Come over here and do this. You know, come over and stir the stew or whatever, which it is good to learn those things. Those are valuable skills as well. But it wasn't really about stirring the stew. It was about getting her away from whatever little project she was going to do. And if you keep doing that and keep her distracted enough, she ain't going to do it. So you really just kind of grow up like taking care of other people the whole time. And I was, I was doing that myself last night, even though the date was a guest. And of course the guest I offer coffee, you know, and like, but I found myself like picking up his plate, bringing him coffee, like getting him things. You just do that. It's just kind of like ingrained in you since a baby. You carry the pick up things, you know, and you do it for like much older men. I remember doing it like I was a child doing it for like full grown men. You get their plate, you set their plate, you get them tea. You have these little duties to do and you keep them, you know, you keep them happy. They never have to like touch a thing. They never do dishes, which I mean, there is a, a merit to that. Maybe they're out 
making all the money. If he's making all the money, then I guess you get up and fucking get your hands dirty with the dishes. But sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes they just sit on their ass all day. But you're still expected to clean up after him. But anyways, I'm a wise city woman, and I found myself doing that. Even though he is the guest, and of course I will pick up everything, but... I think if I moved back down here, that's the kind of person I would be. Just a constant, like, pick up after him. His, you know, do you want extra? Like, I'll, I even brought the salad bowl over to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, there is merit. You don't want to be just somebody sitting there being like, I don't know how to do things. <laughs> I don't know how to pick it up. I can't pick it up. Like, that's not empowering at all. I don't think that's empowering at all. You don't know how to do shit, you know? I've had so much... I've had four bowls of gumbo. I've had key lime pie, lemon meringue pie, grits, beans, big old lima beans with ham hocks. We're having some cornbread, fried green tomatoes, fried okra. It never ends. But then again, if you're good at making those things, which I am, because I was constantly, you know, you never really off going and doing your thing. It's always get up and make the okra, get up and make the cornbread. I know how to do those things. Do I know how to be alone? Uh-oh, here's a truck coming on the property. I don't know who this is. And they're driving on the property and I'm talking to a microphone like a mad woman. Hi, hello, Shinners, Skinners? It's a t white truck and it says Skinners. I don't know what this is. He waved, so he doesn't have a gun. And my stepdad has a gun. He has lots of guns. My date the other night, he said he has to get an armory for his guns. People love, and he, he like gets guns as like a tax write-off. Maybe I'm saying too much. <laughs> That's a lot of guns. I mean, if you were to drop a match down that armory, it go boom boom. You go bye bye. But then, so you can't have it in your house. So then. It's away from you. I'm just imagining an armory of guns and like how to deal with that. So like someone comes in, they break in your house, they're like, we're gonna rape your wife, you know, we're gonna rape your wife and you watch, and then we shoot her in the head and we shoot you in the head. You know, that's the worst case scenario, right? Wife is raped, we kill her in front of you, and then we kill you, so you watch everything that you've ever um, loved die before you, before you die. Okay, so in your armory is far enough away from your house so your house doesn't explode, so, I mean, I guess you have to be like, wait, hold on, stop raping my wife for a second. Let me go, give me 10 minutes. Is that how that works? Or do you have like a little handgun by you? There's so many situations, but nobody robs anybody out here because everybody's got a gun. Oh, that breeze, baby, that hurricane breeze. I can't wait to be in my bathing suit. Woo, I'm just sitting out in the yard drinking a Bud Light, waiting for the hurricane to blow through. Welcome to Mississippi. Mm-mm. I had some sausage last night. I forget what it was called, but it's only in Mississippi and Louisiana and Alabama. Like Skinner or Konecki sausage or whatever. And, um, oh, it was so good. You didn't even need mustard to dip it in. It was so good. We had some steaks. Everything's meat. Meat heavy. We had some even, and it's not even like they won't even do like turkey sausage we had some turkey sausages last night and everybody's like we hate it and I was like where do you discover vegan food <laughs> where do you see what that's like 
they won't even do turkey sausage. And all the men, they have to eat. I mean, this date last night, he was like, I eat elk burgers. That's just so much. I mean, he was a big guy, but like all the time, all the time, an elk burger, eat a salad. You're going to die, man. (laughs) But I guess men don't think about these things. They don't. They don't like turkey bacon. They don't like tofu burgers. Oh, oh, sorry. I keep feeling things. And I'm like, is that the biggest animal I've ever seen that's going to kill me? I'm telling you, man, these spiders and bugs out here. Uh Uh-oh. Here comes my stepdad in his big truck. And he's... Are we going to have to talk? Oh, no. I guess he's out. What's that Skinner dude doing in the house? Is he raping my mom? Do I, is, is he driving in his big truck to go to the armory to get a gun? Hold on a minute. I gotta go. <laughs> I don't know. We live so far out, there's no garbage. There, there's no garbage people. You have to go and deliver it somewhere to get dumped. Oh, but it is so nice. It's nice to visit. Do I want to live here? Do I want to... <laughs> hang out. I mean, I could easily find a nice man. Some nice man. I'm sure he's good and not an idiot. The thing about men in Los Angeles is I don't want, I don't, I, I'm the creative person. You know what I mean? And I would like someone that understands creativity, but not somebody that's like, I don't know. And actors make my, actors make my pussy dry, to be honest. When he starts pulling out his headshots, I just want to put a gun to my head. You know what? Better yet, put a gun in my cunt and pull the trigger. Because this guy just killed two birds with one stone. When he says I'm an actor, can you look over my monologue, babe? Hey, babe. Hey, babe. I'm going to apply to some stuff on backstage. Don't bother me. I'm working. No, you're not. You're paying $2 to send your headshot off to people that are going to throw it away. Anyways... I mean, I'm in the entertainment industry, but this is a little something more that I can control. I don't like send off my headshot to these fucking dudes. I was doing that for years. What a con. What a scam. It's a bunch of old men sitting around deciding who they want to fuck. And that's all who they cast. You know what I mean? Fuck them all. Put a gun to their dicks. <laughs> oh, I did give people a bunch of stickers to the show. I was like, this is side stickers. Oh shit, another bug. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> We're like, this is side stickers. And then the next episode they hear is going to be like, put a gun to my cunt. <laughs> be like, is it this the whole time? Is she this crazy woman the whole time? Oh, those horses look so majestic. I wonder what's going to happen when the hurricane happens. Do they just go find a place? Do they go lay down? Oh, to be a horse in a field. It's just hanging out, flipping its tail. Horses are expensive. I think I've ridden on one once at a birthday party. It was fine. It was fun. I am manifesting riding a horse on this trip, and I think I shall. I would prefer a horse over a helicopter ride. I think I can choose either. They're about the same price. That's how expensive a horse ride is, by the way. Like 150 bucks. But... I think I'm going to manifest getting on a horse, just like I manifested my house. Mm, This garden is beautiful. I'm telling you, bigger garden, smaller house. Just spend time outside. That's where we want to be anyway. I love drinking outside. We're about to eat outside. We're going to have some big lima beans and ham hocks. Mm, A bunch of fried food. Vegetables fried. 
I never had a fresh vegetable till I was like 23 years old. I'm telling you, maybe I had a tomato picked off the vine or some muscadines, but never like maybe a, a cucumber cut up with it, but then it was still drizzled in oil. Everything was fried and drizzled in oil. Mm. It's good to visit. That's why he's, oh, he just, just gets high cholesterol. Oh, God, eat some vegan food. Where do you discover chickpeas, people? Toast them? Mm, they're so good. All right, well, I'm probably going to get back inside. Um, I'm going to do more on the road stuff. I haven't done a journal entry in a while. I'm used to kind of going back and forth on people. So this was a little rusty in the beginning, but perhaps we'll get a little bit better as we go. I'm definitely going to do one in a haunted hotel. That will be fun. Um, and then I'll probably pick another couple little fun spots. I don't know. We'll see. The world is our oyster, baby. Manifest it. Get it out there. Do what you want. Be a horse in a field. Live the life you want. I could have lived out here, but I chose to live in a godless city. Well, that's how I want to be. I want to go to the movies when I want. All right, everybody. What's it been? About 20 minutes? Perfect. Peace, love, and rock and roll. Back to Ed. Amber, we love you. Stay safe. I hope the hurricane does not sweep you away. She is uh, living in those woods. I'm tingling from that. (laughs) I love you so much. Amber is the brightest light in my life, except for, you know, you know, the love of my life. Yeah, Julie. exactly. Okay. And then, you Good. Know, way, then, to, way to, to backpedal into that. Rambo. Nice one, Rambo. I guess my mother, you, if, you know, well, even the remembering right, the whole thing. still. Well, it's really the movie Amber. now. Yeah. Like the movie. And I guess like, probably like Henry more than Amber. Also Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser is <laughs> way above Amber. But, you know, we. <laughs> but we love you, Amber! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, fraudsters, are you ready for it? fucking get mad about it it's on spotify exclusive cena Gaznavi and justin williams it's number two number three well we're in the top one i think we're 90 in the country right now top podcasts or something like that that's it's kinda, insane it's crazy I, I can't believe it how did that happen i have no fucking idea don't ask me ask henry it man must be good i think henry's <laughs> buying buying listeners in china or something <laughs> Well, guys, if you miss your Cena, because you know he used to be here, go see him on Fraudsters. Listen, my movie, How America Killed My Mother, it's coming out. I'm doing a limited release. Are you ready for this? October 2nd on Vimeo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it on Vimeo for like, I don't know, $6.99 or some shit. I haven't come up with the price, but that you know, that, it's going to be in that area. And it's going to be six ninety nine to rent or buy or some shit. And I'm just going to be available for one month until uh, till the Friday after the election. And then we're going to take it down and then I'm going to keep pushing it around. But um, it will be available. So please go and rent that. I would It would mean the world to me. Uh, but get, um, there's going to be a lot more of these episodes kind of about centered around the movie and I'm going to focus on these issues uh, long and hard and uh, next week we're going to talk about gambling with Ben Kissel so that'll be a lot of fun Uh, Trollville oh yeah your directorial 
debut. Oh, boy, I believe. oh boy, yeah. It's I mean, available on the last podcast network. Yeah, it's uh, free on YouTube. Com. Free on YouTube. Yeah, watch it on YouTube. It's a it's a fun character experiment that we did with Henry and Natalie, mm-hmm. and it was really. I got a bit part. You, oh yeah, you got a great part. I One of my a- favorite scenes is just the perspective of you and and Skulk the Hulking on either side of Henry. Yes. It's amazing. So go check that on YouTube. It's so much fun. Uh, Twitter, we got at Cena now, at Brighter Side LPN, at Amber Smelson, at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Last Podcast Network, Instagram, Cena now, The Brighter Side LPN, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, Nando, please, P-L-Z-B-B-E-N-I-C-E, Nando, please be nice, and The Last Podcast Network, Amber's Cooking Show, every week, uh, and her Patreon is now up. Go and become a member of the Amber Nelson Patreon at patreon.com slash Amber Smelson. Um, also, How America Kills My Mother. You can check us out. Uh, go watch the trailer on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, go ahead and leave a comment for me. It makes me look cool while I'm trying to sell this fucker. And I really want you guys to, if you love it, if you care about it, Please, I mean the world to me if you posted about it. And I have a new Twitter I created for it called at How America Kills. Uh, share your stories. If your story is like mine, you heard a story like that, please tweet it at How America Kills. Um, if you want to mail anything to the brighter side, we are taking packages again. You mail it to the brighter side care of LPN PO Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. The sticker giveaway is going down. I sent a bunch out this week. I'm going to send a bunch out next week, and then I'm going to take a little break. If you want a sticker, you DM me your address and your full name. Don't forget your full name. Everyone forgets the full name, and I'll send you a sticker. The sticker's free, but if you want, you can go to Venmo, and you can Venmo at Amber-Nelson-6, any amount of money, and post about it when you get it, or do none of that, and you still get a sticker. And if you did not live in America, I am going to request some money from you, because it costs money to send that bullshit to you, and I know you want it, and uh, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm giving out free stamps. Also, shout out to, uh, who's this person? Oh, man, I ripped it. Uh, someone from San Antonio sent me a bunch of uh, stamps. Uh, so shout out to them. They're, you're going to get some free stamps courtesy of them. Uh, sorry, I, I can't read your name. I, I uh, fucked it all up. Timmy, thank you for the stamp. Haley. 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 I was close. Very close. Thank you, Haley. You're the best. Uh, f- this show is the brighter side of cynics look at optimism and it is free on Spotify uh, all part of the last podcast network um, last podcast Twitch channel is where you're going to catch classy night in the next one is going to be September 23rd 6.30 p.m. Pacific 9.30 Eastern you can watch it there live or you can check it out on replay at twitch slash last podcast network Thank you, Fernando, for everything. And I've been making these Spotify playlists every week for... Uh, I, I started making them for people that are part of the network, Cena. And so, like, every week I made one for Henry and I made one for Amber. So this week I made one for you. Oh, in my honor God. Of, uh, in honor of Fraudsters and you oh coming my back God. to the show. It is my gift to you. I, I created you a 50-song a playlist. Wow. Uh, I'm touched. And, yes. And so we will play a song that I love from that playlist. It is Whoa 
by Black Rob. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, I love it's that such song. A good, I know you love that you song. You know me so well. <laughs> Guys, I love you. Thanks for listening. Um, ben Kissel next week, and then we get Amber back. Y'all the best. Peace. Like, whoa. Like, yo, I had this bad chick of town. She was whoa. Had me messed up in the head, I mean. Whoa. Bought the chick diamonds and pearls, I mean. Whoa. Should have seen the ice shining on the wrist. Whoa. Now money ain't the problem. See, my dough is like. Whoa. Pull out my bankroll on y'all dudes like. Whoa. Lost the blue strip from two tips like. Whoa. Money want to beat my blueprints, I'm like. Whoa. Had to hit the brake on y'all brothers like. Whoa. Brothers getting bagged on my block like. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah.